The Sports Complex of the Horn. Two on the Sports Complex, abbreviated hour two. We're giving you up at 634 Rangers pregame as they take on the Astros in game three. Astros need a big win to make this series a little bit more even, but the Rangers feel they got it going. Mad Max is coming back on the mound for the Rangers. Christian Javier, who pitched a great game in the uh, against uh, against the Twins, is coming back. Let's see if he can keep that going as well, or if Mad Max coming back from injury is going to be the guy. We know he's been good in the playoffs before. So we will see what keeps going, what the, the Astros can find those bats. They were pretty close in game two. Well, game one was not pretty at all, uh, but game two, they were in that game. I it, This is it, because if, if the Rangers win this, they're looking really, really good, and Philly's looking really, really good. So right now, those two teams have to be your favorites, but it's game three happening right now. We shift. It's one of those weird things, too. They're going back to uh, Globe Life, which helps out the Astros, because they're a better road team. It's a weird, weird thing. Uh, but for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're going back to Arizona, which should help them out too. They play tomorrow again. They play the early game at four. Uh, Astros and Rangers will play at seven tomorrow as well in a game four. Text line's going 512-447-3776. Chief Engineer says Sweat as well as four need a few dominant games for the draft. They came back to increase draft potential. Thus could be a highlight-type game. I don't know. Uh, for Ford, this is a game where you want to see him look better. He looked confused against Oklahoma too many times uh, with Dylan Gabriel just being able to do too much and really just had a game that it, it, I don't know if he was ready for it or what what he saw that he wasn't ready for but didn't look like he needs to rebound a little bit against a quarterback who can move. Uh, I don't think he wants to move as much, but I think he can. Uh, so a quarterback that's that and, and can pass. And so you have to guard your guys over the middle. You have to you just have to cover a lot, but you like to see Jalen Ford do that. Uh, and as well as uh, Tavondre Sweat, you'd, yes, you'd like to see him have a big game as well, pressuring up the middle. Uh, we do have the, the Sarkisoft No Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct isn't about fourth downs. Never trust Texas football. If you just want to be angry at him, that's fine. You can just be you can just hate Texas football or love them but hate them and have that love-hate relationship. You can have that. I, I don't know what you want for a Killer Instinct if it's not pressing the ball downfield going for big plays, trying to explode play because that seems kind of like Sarks and Moe to go for big plays. And, you know, if it's not about going for it on fourth down, if it's not about trying to make – I think he just – like, do you just want him to score 70 every week? Because I don't – I think they'd love to. I don't think they can. I think they'd love to. Uh, female listener number one, this song always makes me feel guilty that I don't like uh, R.A.K. Is, is R.A.K. as much as I should for him being – a legend, Robert O'Keen there, uh, born in Houston, then moved out of there, so we got played on our list. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, it's one of those songs. It's it's good if you hear it every once in a while, but if it gets played too much, and if someone plays it and really, like, it's one of those songs, too, that if someone plays and they're really into it, it kind of takes takes me out of it, at least. Someone's like, you got to listen to these lyrics, man. You're like, don't be too profound with it. Let's just have a beer and have some fun. Blind Longer fans, I want to see Donovan Smith sack 10 times, but realistically 4 to 5. I'm glad you prefaced that. I'm glad you prefaced that. We'd all like to see 10 sacks in a game. I don't think it's going to happen, but 4, uh, but four to 5, yes. 
Uh, again, I think four to five is going to be high. I think you're going to get pressures, but because you're going to have to contain a little bit because he is not just a pocket passer. But I think what you really would like to do is contain on the outside, push him up, and get those Byron Murphy to Vondre Sweat up the middle sacks. That's really what you'd love to do is push him into a organic sack up the middle. So kind of containing him where he can't get outside and then getting him up the middle and st- make him step up in the pocket and still get sacked. I think that's really what you want to kind of see. Uh, we would get, I'd like to see seven, nine, and three, seven, nine, and three, or seven to nine, three and outs, and then more sacks. Yeah, I, I get it that you want to kind of see, you'd like to see this defense play. I think that that's kind of where I want. I want to see them, I'm allowing you're going to play, you're going to allow some plays, you're going to allow some if you try and put some more pressure, but I think you have that ability against this Houston team to put out a little bit more pressure on this team and, and really try to get at the guys and, you know, kind of allow, say, safeties just drop back, and if they get a big play on us, that's fine. We'll close it up at that point uh, once we let them get in the red zone. But that's the problem is Texas doesn't really allow too many people to get in the red zone, so you don't get those numbers too much in the red zone because most of the plays where people are scoring, they're getting over the top of you. So just don't let them get over the top. Push your safety back and then put your nose down. If they get a big play, they get a, uh, they get a big play. You know, allow it. don't allow touchdowns. But allow them to get you know thirty forty yards on a play. If you do that, but if you go get if you get six sacks in one forty yard play or five sacks in one forty yard play out of doing that, I take those numbers every day because you can still hold that to a field goal and three points for three sacks is pretty good. I think most people will be pretty okay with that at the the run of the game because you're going to make Donovan Smith hitting putting someone on the ground just affects him for the rest of the game. Please have Anthony Hill spy any dual threat quarterback to text play. Use control pressure to keep quarterback from popping out on second, third, and fourth and long. I look Anthony Hill as a spy. I'm less sold on of his as as him as a blitzer right now. He is he is overcommitted so many times on the spy, and he can do a good job of it. But it does worry me a little bit when you see that. And thank you, Nate, for no trash talk today. I appreciate no trash talk. Uh, I know I know you want to. I know you want to, but I appreciate it, Nate. Well, we'll see. I think you just know that Texas is good, or that Houston's good at Globe Life, and you're a little bit worried. I think that's what it is, Nate. <laughs> Ty Henderson came out. You nervous? I'm not nervous. I'll be nervous when they're down 3-0. But again, you know, we won a World Series last year. I'm, I'm, I feel okay. I feel okay with this team. I feel all right. Uh, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, Texas did play the orange and white game last night. Uh, there was a Gregory Jim. All reports are that Dylan DeSue and Caden Shinrick both sat out uh, of the game because of injuries they're trying to get better from. Reports are Dylan Mitchell looked really, really good. You know, he had the offseason where he could have gone pro. Basically, everybody told him, you will go, you'll get drafted, but you fall in that range, and that's the range you don't want to fall into if you're, a, if you're going straight to the pros. If you come out as a freshman, where you may fall into that, if you're a second-round pick, the concern of a team about you is so much less than if you're a lottery pick. Because if it's your lottery pick, those are the picks that the ownership is really looking over you. These have to count. These have to work. So you're going to spend more time with them, more coaching and everything else. You want all your picks to work, but Dylan Mitchell, you have to be a self-driven man once you get in that G League and once you get in that realm. You have to be a self-driven man. And a lot of teams just don't have the resources to really help you out. They may not have the leadership. So going back to a place like Texas – where you're going to be able to get all those resources, 
really build your your training. You get now a uh, strength and conditioning coach that came from the Suns, so get a little bit more of that NBA body and understand what the NBA is looking for in that. Uh, but all reports are he had a really good game. Uh, I want to play you some sound from Hook Him Up this morning. Uh, it's only a few minutes long, but it's uh, Aaron and Rod talking about the orange and white game. I was not able to be there because of doing the show. The game was at 6 o'clock last night, uh, but I've read some reports. I, it makes me excited. A. Smith apparently was a little off on his shot, but that happens at Gregory Gym. Here is uh, Aaron Hogan and Rob Babers talking about orange and white game because college basketball is back soon, baby. Before you take us behind the burn orange curtain, I know you've been doing the deep dive on Houston and getting ready for this game. Let me mention the uh, the the uh, Gregory Jim situation last night, Rod, with the orange white scrimmage for Texas basketball, Rodney Terry and company. That's good. The thing that really jumps out, and then you, I read a great story by Joe Cook over at Inside Texas because he was there. Dylan Mitchell, Dylan Mitchell, of course, last year was kind of the fifth option. He started every game, but he was on a team loaded with veterans and scores, and he was just you know, he got points on dunks and. Fast mm-hmm. breaks and uh, putbacks and things like that. Dylan Mitchell, though, I think is going to become a focal point for Texas this year in their offense. Uh, he went, he put his name into the end. Remember, he was a five star kid out of yep. Florida, right? Came in and um, again was was kind of not much of an offensive option, just an athletic player as a freshman. Put his name in the draft hopper. Went through the evaluation process, and you know they said you got to get more physical. You got to work on your your jump shot. And uh, become a better all-around player. And last night, at least in the in the orange-white scrimmage, ten points, Rod, six rebounds, blocked three shots. We know he can jump out of the gym. So keep an eye on Dylan Mitchell. We know Max Asmus has come in from Oral Roberts. He's preseason All Big Twelve. Tyrese Hunter has gotten some medication for his cramping issue that was he was battling last year. Oh, yeah. So you feel like Tyrese in his third year in college basketball can could could be a big uh, big time player for them. Uh, we got you know Brock Brock Cunningham is back. Um, they've got the other guys who have been added, but the the big question is going to be the bigs, the the rim protectors, and the the guys down low. And last night before the game, Rodney Terry provided an update on Dylan DeSue and Caden Shedrick. Now Dylan, of course, local product from Pflugerville, he was so good last year down the stretch and into the tournament, then got hurt, hurt his foot, right? And he's still been hampered by that nagging foot injury that he suffered last March. And uh, according to to uh, Coach Terry. Uh, but with both Caden Shedrick, who's the Virginia transfer, big 6'10", you know, guy who can defend the rim on one end but also wants to improve his offensive game here at Texas, he's the Virginia transfer. He's dealing with the effects of a shoulder injury. And uh, Roddy Terry said for both players, we're playing the long game for those guys. Uh, those mm-hmm. guys are a big part of our season. We have a chance to be really, really good with those guys out there. We're going to be good already, but we'll be a lot better if we have both of those guys in the lineup. Uh, he said Caden is progressing really well right now. If everything continues on the trend, he's heading uh, to have a chance to play here really soon. As far as DeSue, they're kind of, he says if he's back by December, even into conference play, they'll be good with uh, Dylan DeSue. They're not going to rush him back. Yeah, no need so, for that. So keep an eye on that. Those two guys, I mean, this is a pretty high ceiling basketball team if everybody's healthy because their backcourt is a good mix of dynamic veterans with some youth. Uh, and some transfers. The front line is anchored by Caden Shedrick, Dylan DeSue, and Dylan Mitchell. With nice, you know, they got the uh, the kid that, that that transferred in from uh, uh, UTEP. Rod Zarek Onyema. He's an active big down low. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock know, Cunningham. Brock Cunningham is still there. <laughs> I mean, still there. Still playing. A still tri- playing. Triple OG. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a pretty dang good good looking team if they can get those two guys healthy. So keep an eye on that. I you know, the way just reading through Rodney Terry's lines, I would. Uh, Caden Shedrick seems like he's he's sooner, and a big man with a foot injury, Rod. You don't want to mess around with yeah, that, right? Yeah, you don't. You know how that do that goes. Yeah, you and if you that. and and their early season schedule is navigatable, if that's a word, uh, to mm-hmm. get you to, you need you need Dylan Dylan to sue for conference play, where you're dealing with 
Kansas and Houston and Baylor and all these, these hey, Big 12 loaded the Big 12's Big a basketball conference. Are we talking about being a, being a down football conference right now? It is. It's going to be a, an elite basketball conference. Don't well, we only play Kansas once this year? That's right. At that Kansas. They don't make a trip here. That's beautiful. No, no trip but here. Houston twice. Houston twice. Home and away for the, for the Cougs. There's some info for you. A little bit more of a take there from uh, Aaron about the orange and white game that happened yesterday. Some good teams. Man Chan on the text line. When did Sue get hurt? He got hurt last year in the tournament. If you remember, and he's just never quite healed up from that uh, injury. It's a foot injury. Big men and foot injuries you always worry about. You really got to take your time with those. So I think it's more of the playing the long game of when do you feel 100%? Because he can go right now, I'm sure. But it's a question of when do you feel 100% because we're not only worried about you know, what you can do for us now, but we'd like you to go play in the NBA because that helps us recruit. And, you know, and we care about you as a person. That's that's normally the Texas line. And also, we care about you as a person. But, you know, you want to you want to see Dylan uh, DeSue be able to step up and, and take it to that next level. Uh, I do the chief engineer asking about Taylor Swift. If I'm a Taylor Swift, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm old enough now that I'm fine with music I don't understand. Uh, that's not for me. Not everything has to be for me. So it, it can exist. You do whatever you want. I could. I was never a pop fan person. I mean, I've never been a big fan of pop music. So uh, I, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's good at what it is. It's not for me. So uh, go have fun. Everybody enjoy it. I, I prefer it. Like I'm. <laughs> I want you to buy and spend money and support the bands I like. But I also don't like to have a bunch of people around me. So uh, so I, I, there's no winning on this. But I'd like to be able to, uh, you know, just be able to go to a bar and just enjoy hanging out. You know, that's just me. I uh, appreciate the text there from you guys. Uh, also, uh, speaking of a former Longhorn, Serge Barry Rice has been doing well for the Spurs in camp and practice. Pop has already mentioned that, you know, when he came in and they were, you know, just kind of watching guys work out before the season, he was like, who's that guy? Who's who's this one? Because you got to remember, he was signed after the fact. It was a, you know, he signed to the two-way deal, so Pop wasn't really sure. Pop said, oh, man, you know. He's like, I like this. He's, he's good. He's got moxie. He's a really good influence around the locker room. He's a good, you know, he's driven. He wants to go out there. And plus, you know, the shot fake. The people, Now Spurs fans are figuring out about the shot fake that we all know about as Texas fans. Dad, the shot fake. Uh, the best is he's saying he's gotten pretty much everybody on the Spurs with the shot fake. Uh, and then they asked, has he gotten Victor Wembanyama with the shot fake? And he says, yes. However, he's so long and athletic that it doesn't matter. Because if you get him within two steps, he's already able to block your shot again. So you can't even, it doesn't matter. He's already back with a hand in your face even after you give him the pump fake. So that is that is what uh, Serge Jabari Rice has said about uh, about playing against Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, we also have, uh, I do want to mention, uh, there is some news. Caleb Williams was in the news today. Also, well, well, I'll tell you this. Before we get to Caleb Williams, we have time. Uh, Spurs do play the Rockets tonight. Uh, they play the Rockets tonight, and if history would tell you that this is about the time that Pop starts to try and get a lineup ready and starts to try and figure out, we don't know if that'll be the case with uh, with Wimanyama, if they're going to take it a little bit slower while he's still figuring out. We know in the pre, the basically uh, before the preseason started, Pop said, you know, we need to get a couple of games to figure out what he does, how he plays, how he fits onto the field, how he fits onto the court. You want to see all those things. So... He's been able – so that's kind of been a little bit – he did not play in the first Houston game. Uh, they're playing tonight at 7 o'clock, playing Houston again. 
Uh, we will see if this is the lineup where uh, we believe that everybody's going to be active. He has said uh, after the last game that everybody will be active for this. So it should be Wimbenyama again. Uh, this should be the first game we see with him, with Sohan, with uh, Keldon Johnson all on there. You assume a lineup is Trey Jones and uh, Kel- and Devin Vassell in the backcourt. But then the question, do you start a Zach Collins at center and play Wimby at a four? Do you move Wimby to a three and play Sohan out there as well? Uh, do you play Keldon Johnson in this lineup? Basically, Keldon Johnson or Sohan may be off the bench, or they do they put Zach Collins on the bench, start all five, or start all those guys, start Wimby, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Vassell, and, and Trey Jones, but then you have to figure out, can Sohan guard a five, or can Keldon guard a five and bump those guys because you're going to have to go against those guys uh, when you're playing against an Anthony Davis, when you're playing against uh, the defending champ Denver Nuggets. That's a question you will have to figure out uh, for this Texas team if they're going to be able to make the impact they want to make and try and get into that. I think this year is your realistic expectations are if you do if you exceed all expectations, you're a play-in team in that you know six to ten realm uh, of the Western Conference. The Western Conference is stacked this year. We know how good the Western Conference is going to be. You know there's going to be some teams that fall out and fall in. Oklahoma City, you know, we, we Spurs played against them. You have Chet Holmgren who's looking really good. That's going to be one of the best league, league pass teams to watch because they're not going to get a ton of coverage. But SGA, see if he progresses, Lou Dort on that team. Uh, Josh Giddy is going to be a, re- is a really good point guard. There's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. As we get closer to NBA season, I'll talk way more, way more basketball because it's something I've covered. I uh, covered basketball starting in 2001, 2002. So, uh, and that's why it was a sport I played a lot when I was younger. So, uh, that's just, we'll get more and more into basketball. We'll be following women. Yama will be following uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving and see if that tech, if that Mavs team can turn it around. We'll be following uh, Houston and, and how the experiment with Fred Van Fleet and, and Dylan Brooks works out and, and how Ime Adoka is able to change the culture. And in Houston, we'll be following all that. But a big game tonight, if you want to watch what the Spurs lineup could look like, I know we're all going to be watching Astros and Rangers. They're taking up over for us just here in a few minutes. Uh, But if you want to go watch and see some other things and see what may be happening, be sure to check out the Spurs Rockets. Just check the the highlights of that after the game. It'd be a good uh, test to check out what is happening for Texas for the Spurs, for Texas NBA basketball. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We're going to give you up now uh, to Rangers pregame. Huge game tonight. We appreciate everybody playing along on the text line. 512-447-3776. Save it in your phone. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, be safe, be kind, keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, 5 o'clock, right here on The Horn.